This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field, gonna be a tough play. Gino on the run, makes the play! Oh, flies into the stands! Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter! There it goes! Deep to left, really deep! Say, uh, oh my goodness, what a shot by Aaron Judge! Oh, play by Clutch Field! You gotta be kidding me! Goodbye, Hawk! I swear to the Lord, you gotta put four fingers up! Torres comes to the left! home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. Oh, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. You know, I actually said it at the start of this 60 game gimmicky season that I said Anything can happen in 60 games. I kept saying, you know, baseball is a game of streaks. Um, So when you have a 162 game marathon, you know, you have time to make up for losses. Or on the flip side, you have time to regress to the mean. And I said that there may be some teams that usually don't perform well, perform well. And I also said that, you know, vice versa, that there may be teams who perform well, regress a little bit in the 60-game season. But never did I think the New York Yankees, you've been hyped up so much over these past several years, that they would be one of those teams who underachieve. You know, I actually said, you know, on top of all that, I also said the Yankees would probably cruise and I, I use the word cruise. So here's me um call myself out. The Yankees would cruise to a division title in 40 plus wins. Yes. I said I said that. And here they are. They finished their 60 game season with eight less wins and seven games behind the Tampa Bay small market raise for the division for the American League East title. You know, it's it's hard to really get frustrated anymore. You know, I get pissed off so much um, when I watch this team. But we're at a point now, the, the regular season is over. And I feel like this is just the Yankees. They are who they are. Sure, anything can happen in the postseason. Um, I'm not the biggest advocate not advocate. I'm not the biggest believer rather in crapshoot. I don't think it's, I don't always believe in that. I don't always agree when people say it's a crapshoot because usually the best team does win or the team who performed well over the second, you know, the majority of the season or the entire second half will win the world series. And that was the nationals last season. And it was the best team in the league for, you know, several seasons in a row before 2019. 
So I think for the most part, sure, you're going to have your exceptions here and there, but for the most part, the best team or, you know, one of the elite teams will take home that title. And the Yankees weren't one of the elite teams this season. Again, second place in a, in a division that was pretty mediocre outside of those two teams of the five. And um, again, just a couple game, a few games over 500. Um, so it was a you know a slightly above average season statistically um, for a team that on paper, and this is a problem with looking on paper, that looks like they have a shot again to win 40 plus games. So we're heading into the postseason on a down note, continuing to be inconsistent, um, consistently inconsistent as we've been all year. You know, a very streaky season. Start out. 16 and six go through that 15 and or five and 15 stretch. Then we win 10 in a row. And now we, we exit the season. I don't know the math, like losing six of our last eight, something like that. All right. So, um, yes, lots to talk about tonight. Oh man. We're going to, we're going to review the season, you know, a little bit. We are going to, um, do a little bit of a report card. We'll do a report card, which we usually do after the year. Um, and then we'll look ahead to Tuesday. Um, you know, being a, a baseball fan, being a diehard Yankees fan, no matter the circumstances, there's always excitement when postseason baseball comes around. You know, so I may have my opinion, and it may be different than most Yankees fans. But don't don't get me wrong. I'm still going into Tuesday, you know, hoping for the absolute best and hoping that the Yankees are great enough to flip that switch and, and find a rhythm all of a sudden, out of nowhere, magically. <laughs> I'm hoping for it. Um, I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, but again, we're going to get to that. We're going to discuss the postseason. We're gonna, we're going to discuss this past regular season <clears throat> and all of that. So, um, yeah. What's going on, guys? Rob Carbone, your host, Rob Carbone, coming at you with another episode of BD4, episode 160 of the podcast. Can you believe that my shitty little podcast has been going for 160 shows now? There we go. Hey, it's almost a full regular season, 100 games more than this season. All right, so let's head to break, guys, and... um. I guess when we get back, we'll start this thing up. All right, be right back. Hey guys, really quick, I just want to remind you that if you go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, you can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website, go to nysportstalkrc.com wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information alright guys thank you let's get back to the show Um, before we actually get to that let me just check for a second okay let me check I want to see what time this Celtics game is on oh 7.30 okay NBA playoffs have at least been fun. <laughs> I don't have the Knicks to watch, obviously, but it's been fun. Um, did you guys see the fucking Lakers the other night? Before they won. Um, before they won last night, it was um, it was two games ago, actually, where LeBron James 
you know, in the Lakers, apparently after one of those, after one of the games where they lost, after the one game where they lost to Denver, of course it was after a loss, they went to the refs and they fucking, I guess they had a discussion, a legitimate discussion with referees. I don't know when it took place, but about LeBron James not getting enough whistles. Oh my gosh. I thought that was amazing. I mean, it perfectly describes the prima donna that LeBron is. It perfectly just, it, it contradicts everything um, because he's a, he's somebody who, you know, has, <laughs> this guy's been getting away with so much over the course of his career that a couple of calls go by or he doesn't get his, his, you know, um, superstar call, quote unquote. Now he's going to complain. I thought that was fucking hilarious. But the Lakers did win uh, two in a row after that little, uh, you know, um, diva moment. And um, they are heading to the finals again. They are heading to the finals. And my nose is bleeding in the middle of this podcast. All right. My apologies. My apologies. I had to take a couple of minutes there. Fucking nose was bleeding. Um, <laughs> the weather is changing. The weather is changing. It is the fall. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we're getting Lakers and Heat. If the Miami Heat win tonight, I think it's pretty much, uh, I think it's officially set in stone. All right, Yankees. Um, now we're not really, uh, we're not going to take time to recap this Miami Marlins series. Um, you know, there was no point. It was just boring as hell to begin with. Um, but it was also pointless being that, you know, we lost all of them. Why would I even discuss it? Um, not pointless probably not the best word because I did want them to win heading into October on a high note, which we couldn't do. But, you know, again, it was boring. There's no reason in fucking discussing it. Now, my mind is set fucking on the on the postseason. Um, <laughs> so I do have some concerns, man, heading into this, um, this 2020 playoffs where it's going to be a different format. Embarrassingly enough, I'm pretty sure um, I'm not looking on the website right now or anything, but I should probably check, but still, I think had this not been a COVID season and there have, and if there was a, a normal postseason format and not this NBA type of format where we're doing eight seeds, the Yankees would have missed the playoffs if they didn't do the 16 team bullshit. I am pretty sure the Yankees would have missed the postseason, which, you know, fuck. You know, that, 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 kind of now obviously with the new rule it masks how poor the Yankees were this season you know they're making the playoffs so everybody's going to be talking about how great they are every Yankees fan around you know I seem to be one of very few and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here but fuck are there any people left who tell the truth about this team shit at least people in my generation I feel like my fucking age group is so soft on this team they coddle them just like their manager does to the team they just love their Yankees to a point where they will never say anything bad. Holy shit. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got my concerns. We all know I've, I've got my concerns on this Yankees team. Where do we start? I'm trying to fucking think. Um, first of all, I've never seen such a poor fundamental team, like such a team with fucking poor fundamentals. And it gets worse every year, it seems, with this Yankees squad it's fucking really bad they are so lost when it comes to fundamentals you know and all over <laughs> defensively 
hitting, stealing, bunting, base running. It's really bad. Defensively, they had the 30th. They had the worst win percentage in baseball. Uh, I'm sorry, fielding percentage in baseball. 30th. They had the worst fielding percentage in baseball. Okay, um, and you look at the analytics, not great either. They were minus 3.4 defensively with their war. That was 17th in the entire league. Um, And they were 18th with a minus 3 DRS defensive run saved. So you can find and nitpick all the stats you want. The chances are you're not going to find many, or if at all, um, if any, (laughs) defensive metrics that go their way. They were really bad, really sloppy defensively, um, just botching easy plays, lack of focus. You know, Torres made a terrible transition to shortstop, did not pan out well, uh, really struggled transitioning from second base, where he was not that good to begin with at second, but he goes to shortstop and he made second baseman Glaber Torres look like a gold glover with how piss poor he played at shortstop. Um, Gary Sanchez, obviously a terrible defensive catcher, um, offensively too. Um, just just trying out his new stance this year behind the plate. That didn't work. It seems that he had more catcher's interferences. Um, dropping simple plays, you know, missing simple pitches, getting crossed up. Obviously, the pass balls were once again an issue, as they've always been. Um, and really the only thing he can see, you can say about him defensively is that he's got a strong arm, but, but he's piss poor. Um, I just spit overall as a catcher, Torres was rough. Voight's not that good at first base. Um, you can go on and on. There aren't many Yankees who are positive defensively. Um, not this year. The rundown the other night was just the icing on the cake. I mean, shit. Torres actually did the right thing, chasing the runner. I forget who it was. Monte Harrison of the Marlins chasing him in to Higashioka at home. But Higgy gets the ball, and he chases the guy fucking three quarters down the line, waits forever to throw it. Then he throws it, and he pegs the motherfucker in the fucking back. He pegs him in the back. And that run ends up scoring eventually on a sack fly, I think, the next at-bat. Um, Chad Green lo- you know, lobbed his fastball in there, and... um. You know, somebody hit it to right field for the sack to Aaron Judge. It fucking ended up being the ball game because Higgy, and speaking of poor fundamentals, this team can't even fucking bunt. Um, you know, Higashioka didn't even know fucking how. It looked like Higashioka in the following inning had never attempted to bunt before. He puts, he lays it down and he fucking stabs at this thing and he pops it straight up in the goddamn air. Straight up in the air. The very first contact he made straight up in the fucking air. It really is embarrassing. Some of these guys don't, it doesn't even look like you watch some of them try to lay down a bunt. You watch, it doesn't even look like they've ever practiced it, not even in practice as a Yankee, but in their fucking professional careers. And you know what? It's not that surprising. It's not that surprising to me, you know, that we're not good at bunting, that we rarely steal with the speed we have. None of that's surprising because again, as we know, the Yankees are very uh, heavily influenced by analytics and the analytics say, I don't want to get too into this, but the analytics say stealing bases or taking that risk is not worth it because you could get out when the guy at the plate could just swing you in with a long ball. 
And they also say, you know, bunting is giving away and out. Why would you do that? That's what the metrics say. Um, obviously it's not something I agree with, <laughs> um, but that's what the Yankees do. That's how they play their game. And if they want to be a piss poor fundamental team, you know, if they want to be astronomically horrendous fundamentally, fucking, uh, so be it, go for it. But yeah, their fundamentals defensively on the base paths at the plate. It's really ugly. It's really bad, and I think that's going to haunt them in the postseason unless they clean that shit up somehow. But it's not looking good. I mean, they've got a lot of guys in a lot of areas who really need to clean it up um, fundamentally. Um, Yeah, at the plate, man, again, hitting as opposed to slugging. We need to learn to do that. Get that base hit the other way, right? I talk about this too much, so I don't want to kill your time on it, but... Uh, fucking 248 batting average this year as a team. Sadly, you know, in an era of baseball where where strikeouts and home runs weren't so popular, the 248 would probably be, you know, in the, the bottom tier. Sadly, hitting 248 gets you 14th place in 2020. Nonetheless, again, a terrible, terrible batting average for a team that, that has a lineup that's so hyped up. Um, that's going to haunt them. Not being able to hit the ball at a high clip. You look at guys like Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Okay, Gary, 36% K rate, this 36% strikeout rate. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, each of them, when they were on the field, just below 30%. That's really bad. That means you're only ending at bats with contact 70% of the time. Seems like a lot, but it's not. I'm not saying getting on base, getting on hit 70%. I'm saying you're ending with contact. So you're striking out 30% of your plate appearances. Those three guys, at least 30%. And then you add in, you know, Clint Frazier strikes out a lot. Love him, had a productive season. Think he's a guy that could shine in the big moment, actually. But it is a concern. He was 28%. Voigt, 23%. More manageable, but still pretty high. So you got a lot of guys in that lineup who swing and miss. A lot of sluggers. Where are the guys like LeMayu and Urshela? That's about it with them. You're not going to get those 300 hitters that strike out in less than 20% of their at-bats. You don't get that a lot with this Yankees team. That's also why they were just 258 in scoring position. Again, that's actually, sadly enough, that's 12th. Um, but again, it's not elite. You know, for as much as this hyped up offense is talked about, you need to see some elitism when it comes to situational hitting and settling for the base hit and coming through consistently. But I mean, this isn't surprising to me. Look at that lineup. Michael fucking K, what was he talking about on Yes Tonight on the, on the, on the broadcast? This team is built correctly he said he said teams who hit home runs win that was the most simple shit i've ever heard teams who hit home runs and hit for contact win the washington nationals the houston astros the boston red Sox, every single world series winning yankees team look at the numbers look at their postseason numbers the regular season numbers look at their roster just watch those tapes again even if you if you have to they all had power and contact you need to have that balance. 
Teams that hit home runs and just hit home runs end up getting eliminated every October like the Yankees have for the past 10 fucking years. Michael K. This offense isn't good enough to do it. Way too many strikeouts. Way too many times are we coming coming up empty with runners. We were 0-15 with runners on base today to end the season in our big zero-run outing against the Miami Marlins. They're not going to win against better, even better pitching. Do you think you're going to fucking hit, slug your way to a championship facing guys like Bieber, facing Carrasco, facing fucking um, Plesak? Because that's who we've got up next. It's going to get tougher. Who's also saying stringing together hits is tougher than than hitting than just hitting a home run? No shit. Everything's tough in the postseason. But the team that does it wins because they are able to get through it. No matter how tough it is. They were able to do it. Everything's going to be difficult, more difficult in the postseason. You're not going to score eight runs. Of course, you're not going to string together hits, but you're also not going to just pile up homers. But you have to do both to a certain extent to where it's enough to get by against elite pitching. The numbers don't lie. Teams that have won the World Series are consistently up there hitting the ball at a high clip, reaching base by you know, settling for those hits and not just the long ball. Yeah, you have to hit a lot of home runs, but you also have to make a lot of contact. You need both, and the numbers say it. Or if you just watch, you don't even need to look at the fucking numbers. Just have a competent baseball mind and watch, and you'll realize how important it is. Also not sold on this rotation. <laughs> no. Love Tanaka. Love Garrett Cole. Don't love anybody else. Davey Garcia was good. He was fun to watch. I think he's potentially got something there. He's a 21-year-old kid. He's a prospect. What do I always say? Prospects are unpredictable. Jay Happ was outstanding to conclude the season. Really, in his last seven starts, he was very strong. He's also 38 years old. Coming off a season that was never really coming off a down season. And it was never really that great to begin with. You have to think there's some regression to the mean. You know, you don't know how he's going to do. I'm just thinking if he's going to have a great start. And we're not getting to him yet until game three, if we get that far. But I'm just saying the whole picture there. Not loving that. Who else am I missing? Tanaka, Cole, Hap, Davey, and um, Montgomery. Probably the worst of the five Yankee pitchers this season. And he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. You know, he was just eh. A lot of soft contact, so some bad luck in there. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just not, there's not, I don't trust him in a big postseason game either. And the Yankees were even talking about, there's been some talk of him going to the bullpen 
or in an unsure role right now in October. So yeah, you look at Tanaka and you look at Cole, you're very confident in those two uh, for games one and two, but game three, if that happens, I don't know if I can, I, I can really, uh, you know, say I'm hundred percent optimistic here. Fortunately, the Cleveland Indians offense isn't that good, uh, but we're going to get into the numbers a bit in a second. Um, ah, shit. And the bullpen. I actually like the job Zach Britton did. He's been good for the Yankees. Everybody else, not really sold on, honestly. Chapman was up and down. Sure, he found a rhythm towards the end there. So maybe I'll, I'll throw him a bone. But Chad Green... Don't trust him. One trick, Chad. That fastball, lobbing it in there in the postseason. I don't know. Adam Onavino. Every opportunity this guy has to blow a lead or to, to give up a run, an inherited runner, he'll succeed at that. He'll fucking put the team right back, put the other team, the opposing team right back in the game. You put him in there, he'll, he'll guarantee a choke job. With that one pitch. With that one slider. I don't trust many guys in this pen. I'm sorry. And I'm pretty sure their ERA, the bullpen, was in the bottom third. I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it was in the the 20s. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) dude, this team's just a little overrated to me, man. I'm sorry. You guys hype them up so much. So much. But we're in 2020. Okay, now if we don't get it done this year, I'm not ever sure we're going to. But seriously, this this whole process began back in 2017 where we went to Game 7 of the CS and we haven't gotten as far since. 2018, we didn't get that far. 2019, we didn't get that far. I mean, it says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot. You know, the narrative that we, we always had this narrative over the last couple of years, and Michael Kay always said it. I don't mean to, to you know, beat on Kay here, but he always said, I always listened to it. I always fucking heard him say this, um, you know, that the Yankees, they'll only get better. Many fans said this too. This team is only going to get better. If they did this this year, just wait till I see what they do next year when they're fully healthy, right? Here we are. Where's that narrative got them? A very entitled mindset. Very entitled. Kind of like the Yankees. A team who thinks they're a lot better than they are. Team who just expects to get by on straight up talent. Sure, we'll, we'll lay back and our you know rest on our laurels, make a fucking four error game two times out of the last three nights. But it's okay. We're gonna win it all anyways. Just seems to be their mindset. And that starts with your manager. A two laid back manager. Very buddy-buddy. Coddles his players a little too much, Aaron Boone. Give me a manager who's not afraid to kick your ass. As opposed to kissing ass. And I've said this before. Fuck it. You know, John Boy said it perfectly, though. He said it perfectly. We always struggle against good pitchers that we haven't seen before. They always give us problems. And that's what we're going to see in in this postseason, right? We're going to be playing teams outside of our region who have good pitching. Okay. So it's, you don't expect to just get hot and flip a switch like that. I'm not expecting that. Um, I don't know. 
My phone keeps fucking blowing up. People texting me left and right. <laughs> About the fucking uh, Yankees. It's like everybody knows I'm the Yankee guy in the family. My group of friends, all the people I know, just always be, sh- they're always sure to text me. Postseason start Tuesday. Like, yeah, thanks. Not that excited right now. It's hard. Some excitement. You know, again, because it's the postseason. It's the postseason. But, uh, you know, they said the other day the Yankees are going to be carrying three catchers in this wild card series. What What does that tell you, man? What does that tell you? That says a lot of what they think of Gary now, doesn't it? It really does. It, it says a lot. Um, you know, three catchers for a wild card series. The tune used to be, you know, he's our guy, you know. He's going to get better. We believe in his talents. But now it seems to be day to day. You know, we'll see who who performs well this day. And if Gary doesn't do well, we'll plug in Higgy. It, it seems to be that, you know, a change in tone. Or is it tone and tune? I don't know. But fucking it's, it's, it's interesting when you hear them talk about Gary now as opposed to years previous. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, like I said, my, my number one concern is, is, this lineup, uh, the porcelain pussies, you know, and Judge and Stanton, um, and add Sanchez in there with them, and and all the other guys who strike out. I don't want that to stop the lineup's rhythm, and to kind of cause stagnant, you know, stagnant lineups, fucking you know, on an inning to inning basis in the in the postseason. That's going to be an issue with all these K's, and it is every year, and I say it every year. But it seems to me that people always forget or people just don't want to remember. I don't know. But the strikeouts are an issue. You could take your fucking saber metrics and your home runs and your launch angle. Fucking throw it out the window in the postseason. Because it always comes down to being able to have a balance of not just hitting a home run, but also coming through with fucking contact. The base hit the other way. Why do you think fucking DJ LeMayu translates from the regular season to the postseason? Seamlessly. Urshela, same thing. Because they know how to hit. Not slug. They know how to hit. The slugging comes natural with them. The hitting. That's their fucking forte. They hit. They're baseball players. They play defense. They hit. They're not one-dimensional boomer bust sluggers. Give me more DJ LeMayus. Give me more Urshelas. But yeah, man, it's coming Tuesday. It is coming. It's coming. Can Aaron Judge start walking the talk? Tired of seeing, you know, a lot of what I'm saying tonight was on the note card for episode 159, but just in case nobody listened, <laughs> which I'm sure nobody did or is right now, um, I'm just tired of seeing these quotes, these motivational statements from our Yankees. Judge is, you know, obviously the, the supposed leader, the face of this team. But, you know, he's he said the other night, tired of seeing, he's tired of seeing teams celebrate on Yankees, on Yankee Stadium turf. Paraphrasing, but uh, fucking then do something for a fucking change. Then stop handing out playoff berths left and right. Because you just did two nights in a row. You gave it to the fucking Blue Jays. And then the night after that, you gave it to the fucking Marlins. Two mediocre-ass teams. 
who I'm pretty sure lost 200 plus combined games last season, fucking gave him playoff berths this year. Two for two. <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Then stop. Because the only people who could fucking stop that is you, Aaron Judge, and your team. If this team is really as great and they have this fucking mindset like they say they do, they're as great as they are, then fucking show it for once. Go out there, win a goddamn World Series. And if Judge wants to be the big, bad, tough leader, be the fucking MVP of the World Series. I mean, for fuck's sake, man. I'm tired of the bullshit talk. Walk the goddamn talk for fucking once. All right, so taking another break real quick. Cooling off, cooling off. Um, when we get back, we will... I mean, I have a report card. You know, kind of a truncated version of a report card. Not every single player on the roster, but for the most part, it's... um. You know, it says the story. So I'll, I'll give out my report cards, my grades, and um, we'll talk a little bit about the postseason, the out, the outlook of it, um, you know, who we're playing, what it could be like, and then we'll head to break one more time after that, and um, we'll get to the question of the day. All right? All right, so let's get to the plug. Be right back, guys. Hey, guys. Really quick, I just want to remind you that if you go to my website, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. You can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. So my cousin just texted me, who's, you know, we usually go to the Yankee playoff games together. Time to fucking eat. Um, referring to the ALDS that we went to a couple of years ago in Cleveland. We took a last minute trip to Cleveland and we went to the ALDS game five when the, when they, the Yankees advanced. Um, that just has me thinking, we're going to miss D.D. Gregorius facing the Indians again. Always come through big hits against them. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be different, of course, um, just as a whole. Seeing a postseason for number one, not even in Yankee Stadium anymore. And secondly, with no crowd. Takes away a lot of the excitement. Not going to lie. It takes away a ton of the excitement. You know? That's what that's what postseason baseball is all about, especially in the Bronx. Um, it's about, you know, it's about the crowd. It's about Yankee stadium, but we're not getting that. So we're going to have to make our own noises from home. And usually again, I'll take, you know, my siblings and my cousins will we'll all go together and a couple friends and we'll always go to these playoff games. I've been to the majority of the playoff games. Of the past three years, I, 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 we've all been to a good chunk of the playoff games. Um, we always sit in the bleachers because that's where the party is in the Bronx. Everybody knows that the real fans sit in the bleachers, and it's just one giant group of, of asshole New Yorkers, drunk out of their minds, having a great damn time. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I love it, and I'm gonna miss that. I'm really gonna miss that. You know, 
for as much shit as I give this Yankees team, I am going to miss going into the bleachers in the Bronx and being in the middle of a giant clusterfuck of drunk New Yorkers. Oh, that's the best. It is. It is the best. All right. Let's get to this report card, guys. Um, it's not pretty, <laughs> but the season wasn't that pretty, so makes sense. I actually didn't write the Yankees, <clears throat> excuse me, as a unit. I didn't grade them as a unit, but we'll we will do it right now. If I were to give them a grade, a letter grade from F to an A plus um, on how they performed on a unit this regular season, probably sit somewhere in the C range, probably in the C range. Um, you know, and I think that's pretty that's pretty fair. You go thirty two and twenty six. I don't even fucking 33 and 27, 33 and 27. That's six games above 500 for a team who had a very easy schedule and a roster, um, decent enough to where you should have won a lot more. I know they had injuries, but don't, don't give me that shit. 33 wins against that schedule shouldn't have happened. Losing the division by seven games shouldn't have happened. Definitely in the C range. Um, all right, so individually, we're gonna go. We're gonna go from the best grade to the worst grade. All right, so we'll go A plus guys, A guys, the A minus guys, you know, etc. Um, I had one guy A plus, and that was DJ LeMayu. I think that speaks for itself. The guy was outstanding all season. Um, missed a little bit of time, but he was so impactful that that didn't really matter that much for a guy like him. He, he just made so much contact, came through, you know, one of the few guys on this team who knows how to come through when they were guys in the scoring position. Um, hit over 360, I believe. Won the batting title, just won the American League batting title. Actually had the highest batting average in the MLB. Um, just a great all-around leadoff hitter. And played defense as well. Okay, so played second base, played third base, played first base today. Just a great all-around player. Definitely a plus for DJ LeMayu, who they better fucking extend in the offseason or I'm not watching the game. I will, but <laughs> he better fucking be back. Luke Voigt, I gave him an A. I gave Luke Voigt an A. Again, tremendous offensively. Power, on base. Um, Not much of a defensive player, but just so good and playing hurt all season. Never missing time. Guy gets an A. Gio Urshela, A minus. Again, another guy over 300. Another guy who provided that contact, that power when it came. You know, just let it come to him and not the opposite. And he played an amazing third base. Guy just flashes the fucking leather. And he played such good third base this year that even the metrics agreed with him, which they usually don't. So that was cool. <laughs> um, shifting to the Bs. Let's start with the B pluses. Um, you might hate me for this. Maybe it should have been an A minus more. Garrett Cole, I'll go borderline B plus, borderline A minus. If you want to, you know, I put a B plus down, but A minus. Uh, I'll change that to A minus. Um, I thought he was very good. He was amazing. You know, especially down the stretch. Um, he did have that brief, that brief slump for where he lost three games in a row for the Yankees. So I guess that's what I took into account, dropping into a B plus, but. Again, overall, he finished the season strong, and he won seven of his ten decisions. So you can't ask for more. And the ERA was in the 285. It was at 285. 
struck people out, but he's going to earn his money in the postseason. He better, right? It was cool in the regular season, but if he goes out there this postseason and lays an egg, it's a fucking failure to start. And if he goes out there and he and he you know is even better, looking good. Um, also have Clint Frazier B plus. I think he was really good for this team. Very solid. Defense improved, but the bat was very good. Good presence, good power presence. Clint Frazier is your prototypical power guy. Um, again, it's not that I have a problem with him, but it's just having so many power guys in this lineup. Um, if I were to pick to drop one, I think you all know who it would be. Not Clint, but uh, the other guy. Um, in the B range, Masahiro Tanaka, Jay Happ, Davey Garcia. Liked what I got from all of them. Davey didn't really get many starts. Got five or six. Um, but he per- he performed really fucking well. He pitched good. I liked what I saw. Flashed his potential. Jay Happ, again, we talked about him earlier. Um, for a guy of his age coming off a down year, very good bounce back in the small sample size of games he pitched in. And Tanaka. Rough, rough final outing. Um, hopefully that wasn't his last outing of his regular season career as a Yankee. But overall, this season... So far, he he pitches, he's pitched really fucking good. He he pitched really fucking solid, solid. All right, now we get to the C range. Nobody uh nobody had a B minus. Let's get to the C. The C range. So anywhere from a C minus to a C plus. I have Torres. I have Gardner. I have Hicks, Judge, Stanton because they missed a lot of time, and I take that into account. And then Montgomery. Um, I have those guys on the C range. And then the bullpen, I also have the entire bullpen. I just gave a C in that range. Um, in the D and F range, Gary Sanchez and the bench. The bench was terrible this year. There was no met, no next man up, not this season. And then Gary was just fucking pathetic. You know, they said on the on the broadcast today, um, worst batting average of all time for a certain number of at bats. <laughs> it's fucking really bad, and he sucks defensively. So. There you go. Only thing he did was hit some home runs here and there, but fuck him. Fuck him. Guys sucked. So that's your report card. All right. And listen, what do you expect? You know, it's not going to be the most optimistic report card for a team who's limping into the postseason and barely made it to begin with. Fucking New York Yankees, man. Going forward, we have the Cleveland Indians. We find we find out now. And the Cleveland Indians, let's see if I can find it here. Um, see if we can get to it. Yeah. They are 35 and 25 third place. So it looks like we're playing them 58 win percentage to our 50 fucking five. Jesus. Um, but yeah, they had a, a good pitching season. That was their really, their forte was pitching. Offensively, they were 23rd in batting average, uh, 27th in OPS, and um, 27th in home runs. So they didn't really do much offensively. But it was that pitching fucking staff, man. First place in starting pitchers ERA, and fifth place in the entire MLB in bullpen ERA. Again, Plesak, Bieber, Carrasco, and just an amazing bullpen. And I'm pretty sure they've got two solid guys in the back end of their staff too. But 
for the first two games, which is the two most important games right now that we have to look at. Um, it's going to be or Tuesday. We're only looking at fucking Tuesday right now. Don't even jump ahead a bit. Tuesday is going to be fucking Bieber, and he's probably going to win the Cy Young. He strikes out a ton of batters, and he doesn't allow many uh, many guys to reach base, let alone score. So uh, that could get really ugly if the Yankees perform the way they do when they have their off nights. It really could. Oh, and uh, one more tidbit on the Cleveland Indians offense. The Indians struck out the seventh most in the MLB, but that doesn't really fucking matter, okay? Because they're, you know, again, they're based on their pitching staff. But the fucking Yankees, we just, you know, at this point, we just have to cross our fingers and hope that we get the good Yankees, right? It's 50-50 at best. So can we get everybody clicking on all cylinders all of a sudden out of nowhere? Maybe, maybe we fucking do. All right. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sunday night. Let's check on my DraftKings account. I got a couple of fucking... Uh, I bet on a lot of little ones tonight. A lot of the, the odds boosts came up where I fucking just, you know, a couple bucks each. And to hope that it adds up. So I got to check on that before we head out. On some of these NFL games. I also had a parlay earlier, but didn't matter because the Yankees lost. Fuck. All right. So I won my Deshaun Watson, Big Ben combining for four touchdowns. I won that. But I've still got one, two, three, four, five parlay, uh, five uh, single bets open. I've got Metcalf, Metcalf and Cooper to each score touchdown. I've got the Seahawks and the Bucks um, to win. I've got Evans, Hopkins, and Metcalf to each score a touchdown. I've got Mahomes and Jackson to each record three plus TDs, which I'm pretty sure isn't going to happen. Um, and then for the NBA game tonight, I've got Hero and Butler to make over 3.5 combined threes. So that's possible. So you know, hopefully I can win more than I lose and I get more money than I had entering today. But fucking that's it, guys. Let's uh, let's head to break. Uh, when we get back, we'll do the NYYMYK. All right. Hey guys, really quick, I just want to remind you that if you go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, you can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. .com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. All right, um my nose keeps fucking bleeding, you know. It was bleeding again during that break we just took. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. Let's get to the MYY MYK. All right. Uh, might as well just cap uh, wrap it up right here. All right. So let's get to the NYY NYK question of the day for episode 160. 
Alright, so the last time uh last time out we asked I asked you guys uh who was the opponent the Yankees faced in their first World Series appearance. So the answer to that question is um the New York Giants, the baseball team that was their first opponent, and they actually won that series, the Yankees. All right, so uh, tonight's NYYMYK question of the day. <laughs> a little fun, opinionated one, I guess. Who, uh, I'm sorry, will the Yankees win the World Series this year? <laughs> you could say it's opinionated, but l- let's be honest here. The way they're looking, the answer is pretty obvious. <laughs> no, let's, 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 I'm just fucking around. Uh, but hey, that, that's our question of the day for tonight. So, uh, all right, guys. Um, that's going to do it. We are almost 50 minutes into this episode, so I do appreciate everybody stopping by. Um, and once again, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the many different platforms that we are on. Just go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com slash connect. And there you go. So guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm your host, Rob Carbone, and I'm signing out. This is it. Episode 160 of BD4. No better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And I'll see you next time. We'll see you after. So we're going to do it, you know, series by series again. So we'll see you after this wild card series. All right, guys. Ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor. 